In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, The Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place. And welcome back to this week's episode of In the Trenches. I am John Varlis, the high school sports reporter for the Daily Memphian. And it's uh, the quarterfinal round of the playoffs for uh, the public schools this week. It's the semifinals for the private schools. And and speaking of private schools, we got a guy here, a really good guest guy. I'm really looking forward to talking to you, too, a guy I've known for a long time. We've had lots of great guests on the show uh, this fall, but this is actually the very first guest that I've actually shared a football field with. And, and, and when I say shared a football field with, I mean, I was standing on the bench watching uh, Coach Rogers catch passes against our team when he was at Southside and I was at Kingsbury. So uh, right. Glenn Rogers here from uh, MUS, former Southside scrapper, former Absolutely. Memphis Tiger, and uh, and a really good man. Coach, thank you for coming down, man. Thank you for having me, John. I uh, appreciate it. Yeah, I, 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 I'd, I'd like to tell the story. Our, our – um, you know, our, our, uh, I mean, you were a big-time high school football player, as everybody knows. You're too modest to say so, but you were one of the best ever to come out of Memphis. And well, thank you. You were, you were catching passes left and right on our secondary. It was a scrimmage game, and you were catching passes left and right on our secondary. And uh, our, one of our defensive backs came over after the game and said, Coach, man, I, I'm sorry. I just I, – there's nothing I can do with this guy. He's just too good. And, and our coach was like, oh, don't worry. That, that's Glenn Rogers. He's big-time. <laughs> you know, there's not too many like him. Man, I, I never heard that one. Thank you, man. <laughs> So, Coach, man, this week you guys have a big game coming up. It's uh, MUS is hosting. Montgomery Bell Academy is coming back in here. It's the quarterfinals. The winner goes to Cookville for the Blue Cross Bowl. And it's a rematch game. You guys played in the regular season. And, uh, unfortunately, for MUS, NBA was the only team to beat you guys this year. 17-14, really close game earlier in the year. How is the approach, you know, coming into this game a, knowing that it's a rematch, and then B, knowing that it's a team that, you know, beat you guys the first time around. What's the approach like this week? Absolutely. Guys? You know, yeah, the, the first time we played NBA, they were 1-3. We were 3-0. and uh, We had just beat our rival Christian brothers. And so uh, it's kind of hard to get our kids to, to, to buy into, you know, 0-3 team being pretty good. But uh, after their first half, uh, when, you know, they turned we turned the ball over a few times. And, you know, their defense is real tough, and they stopped us. And I think our kids kind of woke up. But, uh, you know, when you go against a good team like that, uh, it, it, it was almost too little too late, even though we rallied and uh, almost came back and won that ball game. But NBA has always been tough. They're, to me, they're a mirror school of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, the, they're the MUS of Nashville, Montgomery okay. Bell is. And, uh, I mean, they're, I mean, they're pretty yeah, good then, right? Exactly. <laughs> they are very well, very well coached, very well disciplined team, uh, fundamentally sound. And, you know, this time around, uh, we, we've seen them. Our kids have seen them, watched them on film, beat some teams, uh, and win a lot of close ball games with the defense. And so, uh, I think this week we we really had to uh, do a lot to get our kids and team focused. They they really been dialed in right now because because of the first time we lost, and then we we seen how NBA is. Uh, Progress throughout the season. Yes, and so so what I'm hearing you say is coming off, like you said, a big win over Christian Brothers, which is you know the the ultimate rivalry game for you guys. It, it was hard to to get up for NBA. Um, did, do you think the guys underestimated M- NBA a little bit? Absolutely. And, and that's not going to be there this week because no. everything's to play for now. Exactly. I think, like I said, they were one three. Yeah. And, and and you know we we as a coaching staff we knew and Coach Austin reiterated this all week. They've lost three close ball games to three really good teams, and so we can't 
we can't overlook them. And, you know, as a coach, you never overlook an opponent. But I think when, you, you know, from the kids' perspective, all coach, they're 0-3. You know, we beat them last year up there. So, we, you know, this game shouldn't be a problem. And and it was a dog fight from, from, from the opening start. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that we, we – uh, you know, came, came out of the locker room, uh, you know, kind of, for a better word, like a days ago. And, uh, and we were in a dogfight. And, uh, you know, we, we played one of our worst games, and then we still had a chance to win, and we didn't toward, toward the end. Uh, our best receiver, Gavin McKay, dropped a touchdown in the end zone. And so uh, – but I think our kids learned a big lesson that game. It's not, not to take anybody lightly or for granted. And so uh, that was a good that – was, that was one of those losses as a coach – you look at it as kind of a good loss. Yeah, and, I, and I've actually done my homework, folks, for this game, too. I know that for that game, that was the first game that NBA, they made a switch at quarterback in that Absolutely. game as well. Yeah. They, they put a, a young freshman, freshman in at in. quarterback. And did, did he kind of, you know, present something that you guys maybe weren't expecting? And, and maybe now you've got, you know, seven, eight weeks of tape to see what he can do. Maybe that's to your advantage as well, you think? Yeah, he, he's a, he was a freshman. Uh, we, had, we hadn't seen him on film, but uh, maybe once or twice in, in a series of game before. Uh, but he posed some problems defensively. He was a dual-threat guy. Uh, he pulled the ball down. He ran a lot better than, uh, than what we expected. Uh, what, what, to me, what surprised me is how well he threw the football. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, from a, you know, when you look at a freshman, you don't think, well, this guy has got the arm strength to get the ball. Uh, that far or uh, put it that accurate, but he made some good accurate throws on the out routes through a very, very good deep ball. He uh, got down the field on us twice, one for a touchdown and one for another deep pass. So he, he really shocked us and surprised us how well he played and how well he kept his composure. So it, my hat's off to their coaching staff of uh, getting them in the ball game. Now, now with you being the secondary coach, I know you had a, a lot of um, probably a lot of n- not so nice things to say to your guys <laughs> after that. I mean, you got you got a good group back there. We do. You know, we do. You know, tell us tell us about uh, Devontae Nelson, the Memphis commit, Roderick Lewis, Cody Hopkins. I mean, you've got one of the best secondaries in town, but you know, it sounds like you know, it sounds like for whatever reason they 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 weren't up to it that game. So, how is the secondary play going to be different? What are you telling you know your guys specifically this week in practice? Well, definitely, you know that game. We we like I said, we let we let a guy get behind. We let two guys get behind us deep. Uh, one was like a seventy yard touchdown. Down, six, 65 yard touchdown, but you know we we let the receivers climb on us uh, as a secondary, as a, as a as a DB. You can't let a receiver climb on you uh, before you turn and get out of your break, and so that, that happened to us twice. And then uh, I thought you know that game we didn't tackle as well, and so uh, we we cleaned up the mistakes. Devontae, of course, is you know he's probably our best defender. Uh, he's he's a tough, physical man to man guy. He wants he wants to be in your face. He wants to crowd you. And then Cody Hopkins is a, is our ball hawk. Mm. Cody's rangy. He, he's uh, he's got a lot of good range. He's a he's an excellent excellent uh, uh, guy with the balls in the air. He he's just football about as well as anybody I coach. And then Roger Lewis the same way. He's a ball hawk. Uh, he's an excellent tackler. And uh, so we we got a good combination of guys back there along with a, a sophomore Hunter Barnes, who's uh probably this is gonna be his third start. So uh, okay. we 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 got a good mixture of older guys and and younger guys. So I think I think this this will be. A, uh, a different ball game than, than the previous one before us. Because, like I said, at the game, there was a wake-up call for us. Yeah, and, and offensively, I, I know you guys are going to want to keep it rolling. I mean, you guys performed really well on offense um, last week against Knoxville Catholic, um, over 400 yards, had, uh, you know, several big plays, two long, you know, runs by the quarterbacks for touchdowns. Exactly. Uh, offensively, what do you – 
expect to do against NBA? What are you guys going to try to hope to do? And and where do you think you might be able to exploit them a little bit, Coach? Well, we got to control the tempo up front. You know, uh, our bell cow on offense is Hunter Kendall. Mm. He and uh, Marcus Henderson. Our, our old line has been the strength of our football team offensively. And Vaughn Benj, our senior quarterback, has done an amazing job of conducting the team, getting us in the right play, uh, delivering the football, making good decisions. And then when we bring Edwin Shire and our, and our, our junior quarterback – He's a little bit more athletic. He's more of a pass, run guy, option guy. So, uh, to me, when you got two different styles of quarterback, that poses a lot, a lot of good problems for a defense to, to, to think about. And so, uh, we got to control the football by running, by pounding Hunter Kendall in there and then getting our play-action pass going off of that. And then when once we bring Edwin Shy in to still do the same thing, pound Hunter Kendall and, and then zone read a little bit with Edwin and, and get the ball downfield to Gavin McKay and then uh, Clarkson Schofield, who's been a – a pleasant surprise for us this year on opposite side of Gavin. Yeah, Clarkson had a big game last week. Absolutely. Two touchdown passes, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. It's probably his best game of the season. But, yeah, he he really showed up against Catholic. But but going back to the the quarterback situation, I mean, I, I think it's interesting. And, and a lot of people, you know, will buy into this old thing where – you know, if you have two quarterbacks, you, you don't none. don't have any quarterback. <laughs> exactly. and, 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 you know, and talking to Coach Austin during the preseason, he's like, well, we've got we've got two guys. We have Vought Benj, like you said, and Edwin Shy, and we're and we're gonna use them. And 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 darned if you haven't used them. I mean, you've not really settled on a guy, but you've been able to successfully use each guy you know, to his strengths all yeah. season long. And, and they both came through big last week. Last they both had – Edwin had an 89-yard touchdown run on a quarterback draw, and then Vaught Bench had an 80-yard run on a touchdown draw. How are you able to keep those guys happy, Coach? And how are you able to kind of tailor the offense to where, you know, they – like you said, they're both able to do what they do well and, and have it benefit the team. How, how tough has that been running that system this year? Well, you know, you know, me as a defensive guy, I look at it like, oh, my gosh, you know, we, you, know you got two guys and now you really don't have one solid guy, but I, I put a lot of faith and trust in Coach Austin. You know, he's been doing this a long time, and uh, you know, he told us as a staff, if, we, if we're going to win this year, we're going to have to utilize both of these guys. And so he's done an amazing job managing both of those guys. Uh, he and our uh, Kyle Finn, our offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. uh, and also uh, both kids are really bought in. You know, uh, one guy's not jealous of the other one. They both uh, have been uh, attitudes with with both of those guys have been great. Uh, when when Edward comes in, the, the, uh, the team knows that now we, we got to do this style of offense right. now. And so the, the kids have bought in on offense uh, because they've seen the success that we've had all year, uh, bringing both of those guys in. And, you know, you, you go back to the Briar-Chris game, that was more of a game for, for uh, Edward. Yeah. He was he was more athletic. He made a lot of plays with his feet, uh, threw the ball well in tight windows. And you go back to last week, you saw Vault against Catholic, put, putting the ball where it needed to be. And that 80-yard run shocked us all. We've never seen Vaughn move that fast. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine. No, that was exactly. that. Yeah, You that's, expect that from Edwin, but when you see Vaughn go for 80 yards, you got, oh, wow. Yeah, from talk, <laughs> from talking to the, some of the MUS people about that game, they're right. Everybody was was stunned to see Vaughn Benge go 80-yard on, on a touchdown run. Like Coach said, Edwin Edwin's fast. You yeah, know, his, he is. His brother Sellers was the, uh, you know, two-time. 400 time, meters, yeah, 400, 200, 200 meter state champ. Yeah, yeah. 200 meters, 400 meters state champ yeah. two times and, and Edwin's fast as well I mean you know that's just a very athletic family but yeah Vaught Benj yeah, when, when you when you, when he when he was running down the field coach were y'all holding your oh, breath we were like go 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 don't <laughs> drop the ball we was all screaming go go and so uh, it was it was fun to see because Vaught, Vaught is really he's he's one of those kids that wait his turn he's been patient and uh it's, it's been paying off and I'm happy to see that yeah uh, I was proud of Vaught's 
me personally, I was probably one of the biggest critics on the staff. Uh, just from looking at his perspective, to what he's done as freshman in JV ball, mm -hmm. it, it was like, man, it's going to be tough on him this year. But, yeah. boy, he's been a big surprise with me. And I'm speaking for me as a coach because he uh, he's really, really uh, won me over in more ways than one. Now, with some, his leadership, too, as well. Yeah, and somebody that's used to scoring touchdowns and used to running the ball is Hunter Kendall. Now, he don't – you know, when you look at running backs around town, you know, the – the Lincoln Perry's, the Romal Webb's, you know, he's he doesn't have nearly the the yards that those guys have. But, you know, touchdown-wise, I mean, here's a kid coach that's got a nose for the goal line. He's tough. He's smart. He's hard-nosed. And, and, and it seems like MUS always has a guy like that at the running back spot. You know, when you get in the red zone, he's going to find his way into the end zone somehow. Exactly. You know, tell us about Hunter a little Man, bit. Hunter, you know, he Hunter's been outstanding. He uh, His dad and I, Herbert Kendall, we were teammates at Memphis together, and uh, okay, yeah. Hunter's our team captain. He's a leader at, in all aspects. He's uh, he's the first guy in the weight room. He's probably the last guy to leave out. Uh, he's always very, very uh, positive and encouraging uh, to his teammates. He's the guy that's gonna pick everybody up when he sees uh, us. Uh, when he sees the guys going uh, in a downward spiral, he's gonna be the, the voice you hear reasoning. And uh, and on the field, he's just a, he's just a workhorse. Mm -hmm. You know, you hand him the ball, it's three, four yards, somebody's going to get punished. And then when he gets a chance to break it over the field, you know, uh, he's going to be hard to bring down. And so uh, I've been I've been really, really amazed and, and proud of the way he's played this year and the way he's conducted himself since he's been at MUS. He, he's been a workhorse and has a great work ethic ever since he's been there. Well, what, is it, what, is, what does it mean to you, Coach, when you, when you see um, kids coming through the system that, you, like you said, sons of – guys that you play with or, or you know. Yeah, like Roderick that, Lewis, Roderick right. Lewis, Roderick's dad. Yeah. I mean, does it, I mean, does it make you feel old? Does it make you feel proud? I mean, how does it yeah, make you feel? It, it makes me feel a little old because I play with these guys' dad, you know, uh, Herbert being younger, uh, Rodney Lewis, uh, my teammate at Memphis, Roderick's dad. Yeah. Roderick being a little bit – Rodney is a little bit older than I am. But it does make you feel old in one sense, but proud to see uh, these kids uh, develop. You know these guys when they were infants. Some of them, you knew, you knew the families before they were even thought about. Yeah. And so uh, to see these young men come up through our system and uh, academically mature, athletically mature, uh, it, 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 it makes you very proud to, to watch these guys grow and develop as young men. Yeah. Knowing, knowing their fathers. Yeah, I, I know I know a lot of schools, you know, focus on ap academics. And, you know, academics is key to everybody. But kind of kind of give us a sense at, at a school like MUS just just how, how tough it is academically for a football player. I mean, there there's no shortcuts over there, right? If, oh, absolutely. If, if you can't, if you know, if you can't cut it academically, you're not gonna it, be there. it doesn't matter how good yeah. you are athletically, right? Yeah. You're not going to be there. And, uh, you know, I average ACT scores of 30. I think the national average is a 22. We, we got a 100% uh, graduation rate uh, dating back to 1893. All the boys since 1893 to this past uh, spring has graduated and went on to college. And so uh, academically, it's rigorous. Uh, it's old school textbooks. We don't we do not do a lot of the flashy stuff with the laptops and mm -hmm. iPads. You know, we do have computers on campus, but it's still old school textbooks, a lot of reading, a lot of writing, homework. Uh, and the guys, they know that coming in. We, we don't sugarcoat things with the parents. Uh, and, you know, a lot of times, uh, we, you know, we get the backlash from it's too tough academically, academically. But when you talk to our kids in college and the kids that have graduated and you talk to the Fred Smiths of the world, the Pitt Highs, uh, the Cates brothers, uh, Staley and Andy Cates, these are MES alums around the city uh, and around the world. You know, we got a guy, Edward Pheasanthal, a chief, editor in chief of Time Magazine, MUS guy. Yeah, uh, one of the guys who started PayPal, MUS guy. So when you talk to these guys, 
the academics in the long run pay off. Yep. And so uh, it, it is tough academically, but when you talk to our guys in college and the guys who graduated from college, they said, Coach, uh, when, we get, when we got to college, we were well prepared because of the things we went through with the teachers and the, and the faculty and staff at MUS that got us prepared for. Now, now, you know, kind of looking ahead a little bit, which, which is my job. I know that's not what, what you guys want to do. But, you know, you guys are a veteran coaching staff over there. You've been to, to the state before. You know, you, MUS has won numerous state titles, obviously yeah. one of the more successful. Four, four, four since I've been there. Four, four since we've you've been, been there. seven trips. We won four. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's a good track record. That is a good track record. You can't win until you get there, exactly. unless you get there, right? Unless you get there, yeah. But, but how, you know, what would what would go into uh, Cookville with this particular group mean this year, Coach? If if you are you know fortunate enough to beat NBA Monday uh, Friday, how special would it be to get to state with this group? Well, this would be very special. You know, we lost a lot of guys last year. Uh, Mark uh, Maurice, uh, I mean uh, Maurice Mark Hampton, Hampton. Doran Hopkins, Matthew Rhodes, uh, Thomas uh, Hayden, Jalen Hyde. We lost a lot of big guns last year. And so coming in this year, I think a lot of people thought that this was going to be a, a rebuilding year for us. And uh, as a staff, we thought, well, we, you know, we don't have as much speed on offense. And defensively, we lost all of our, our best tacklers. So uh, we knew these young guys would have to step up. Uh, they, and they have. They, they've stepped up and matured in a way uh, that this has probably been one of the closest-knit teams uh, I've seen. I've been at MUS 19 years. These, these guys have been a very close-knit group. Mm -hmm. uh, they know they don't have the flash guy. And so I think they all knew that we all got to buy in and be on the same page and, and to see these guys fight and persevere uh, when the game gets tough. That's probably if, – if Coach Austin was here, that's probably been the, the one thing he'll say is he loves the way these guys fight and persevere through, through tough times, the way they cling on to each other and uh, fight through it and battle through it and get through it. Yeah, I mean, because you guys have been against it. The Briarcrest game you mentioned earlier, you guys were outgained by – you know, a, a a pretty good margin. Margin, but, yeah. But still found a way still to found a way to still, win. Still found a way to win. Mm -hmm. Last week against Knoxville Catholic, you know, you and I talked uh, the other day setting up this interview, and and man, I mean, you know, Catholics no joke. They're, no, that, that they was got a, some legitimate young guys. That was a very very good team that yeah. probably had no business being a, a four seed. Yeah, you know exactly. So so yeah, you're right. I mean, and then White Station jumped on us fourteen nothing. Yeah, we had yeah. to battle back against that ball. No, game. you're right. I mean, is that you know. Are those tight situations, you know, going forward the rest of the season Friday and and hopefully, you know, again one more game after that, you know, does that how does that, you know, how does the team, you know, use that to their advantage? I think I think it's helped us develop character yeah. uh, in the locker room and and, and leadership and trust. Uh, I think you know the guys understand, uh, even though it, when we get down at some point in the game or if we got a big lead and, and teams start coming back. Uh, that this whole season, there's that nobody's pressed the panic button. Uh, we stayed calm, we stayed cool, uh, we we dug in, dug out, dug our cleats in, and and stayed to the game plan. Or either we've made adjustments, and the kids have responded. I think that's uh, 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 you attribute that to our key team captains, you know, Marcus Henderson, uh, 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 Hunter Hunter Kendall, uh, Keith and Hobson, mm -hmm. and uh, and uh, Robert Dickinson. Those are our four captains. Yeah. I attribute a lot of that to them and the seniors. This has been a, a good senior group working with Devontae Nelson, all these guys that are seniors. Uh, Charlie Gilbert uh, was one of our captains as well. This senior group has been amazing. And uh, to watch these guys uh, not only show leadership on the field, but in the classroom as well and in the weight room, and then to bring it out to the practice field uh, has been amazing. And, and you see that. So when, when, when we go through a tough situation in a ball game, 
Uh, none of us have pressed the panic button, and I think that's how we've been able to battle through some of these tough ball games. Yeah. Last question, and to kind of switch it up on you a little bit. Obviously, you know the big game at MUS is against NBA. There's, you know, a couple of other big games. Uh, oh, absolutely. This, this week yeah. in, involving local teams, and and I wanted to kind of pick your brain, you know, for a couple more minutes here about the big six uh, A game between Whitehaven and Houston. You, oh, that's a huge. You, you you scrimmage Whitehaven every year. Obviously, they've got the three Tennessee linebackers and that awesome defense they have. Houston, on the other hand, has has, has Lincoln Perry and, and and arguably the best offense in town. I mean, those guys have not had trouble putting up points against anybody. Will they be able to put points up against White Whitehaven coach? And you know, kind of in your expert, neutral, unbiased opinion, how do you how do you see that one playing out? Because there's a ton of interest in that game. It is, it is, and I tell you, this is one game I love to see in person. Yeah, no Rodney Salisbury in a long time. Uh, he's one of the best coaches in his area, best, one of the best coaches in the country, I think. Uh, his staff does an amazing job. And, you know, this game is going to be offense, uh, a great offense versus a great defense. And, uh, you know, my, my question is, can Whitehaven manufacture enough points? I think I think Houston will score some points. I think Whitehaven defense will stiffen up at times. Uh, but can, can the offense of Whitehaven uh, muster up enough points? That's going to be the million-dollar question for this ball game. And I think a, another key to this ball game is which special teams, which kicker, whether it be a punt or field goal kicker, which which team uh, takes advantage of field position. Uh, when, you, when you look at those two aspects of it, you kind of lean more toward Houston, but you never can count Coach Salisbury out because uh, with the talent he has on that defense side of the ball, those guys can – can score points on their own on defense. Yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a great game and uh, a lot of great football action Friday. But but for sure, one of the games we'll be definitely keeping an eye on is is MUS and Montgomery Bell Academy. And and coach, we wish you guys all the best, man. It's 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 you know kind of kind of weird not to have a, a state semifinal or or a Blue Cross Bowl without being without MUS being man, in the I'm mix. You, I hope Se- it seems, it seems like you guys always are, and and this this has just been another great year and. Uh, wish you guys a lot of luck on Friday, man. Thank you for coming down. Thank you for your 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 time and your analysis and and, and everything you do. Appreciate you so much, Coach. Thank you, John. And, I, and good luck to all the coaches in the area this week. And, uh, you know, we, we hope to – that we can all get up that road and bring some gold balls back here to West Tennessee. Oh, I, I know, I know. Uh, you mentioned Coach Salisbury. I know they love practicing on Thanksgiving over there. And it, if you're practicing on Thanksgiving That's that week, sign. it's a good sign. <laughs> exactly. E- even though it's a pain for the family and all that, it's still a good thing. It's right? still a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> I tell anybody if you're practicing this time, you're late, late in uh, November. That's a good sign. I appreciate you, yes. yeah. Glenn Rogers. Thank you, Coach. Thank you, John. I appreciate you. In addition to the game between MUS and Montgomery Bell Academy that we talked with uh, Coach Rogers about and, the, of course, the big Whitehaven-Houston game in Class 6A, there's three other playoff games involving uh, local teams this week. In Class 3A, the uh, Wooddale Cardinals, who are coming off a, a really nice victory over Milan uh, last week, they'll travel up to Covington to take on the Chargers. Covington is the uh, two-time state runners-up, and and that's going to be a really good game. The test there is going to be obviously uh, twofold. Number one, if Wooddale can continue to put points on the board like they have with that with that nice offense they have, and also if they can find a way to somehow neutralize um, Covington's wing T offense, which gives everybody lots of trouble. In Class Two A, Fairly is ten and two, and they're going to travel to take on uh, undefeated Trenton Peabody, one of the top two A programs in the state. Um, I think this is the game that 
you know, the Fairley coaching staff has been pointing to all year. Um, I think you can expect to see a heavy diet of Terry Wilkins running the ball. And uh, it's going to be a really, really interesting game up there in Trenton. Um, and the last game involving local teams this week is going to be in Division Two AA, a semifinal game. So the winner goes to state. ECS will uh, host Lausanne. It's going to be another rematch. ECS won the regular season meeting between the two teams, but they, uh, you know, they had some issues on offense last week in their win against uh, Battleground Academy. While Lausanne, you know, put up ton of points and played really, really well against Franklin Road. Uh, Lausanne's gotten considerably better from the first meeting between the two teams, so it's going to be real interesting to see how that one plays out at MUS. Winner goes to state, so that is going to be huge. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of In the Trenches. You can look forward to new episodes every week on Wednesday afternoons. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at John Varlis, and you can find this podcast and more from the Daily Memphian anywhere you get your podcasts, including iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Thanks for listening. In-depth journalism in the Memphis community, the Daily Memphian is of Memphis, not just in Memphis, and seeks to tell the stories of this city. TheDailyMemphian.com. Truth in place.